Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Jersey Educator Podcast. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And my name is Jim Boyce. And thank you for joining us today. And thank you for making the Jersey Educator your home for your professional development. Today, we're going to be talking to Heather Sorge, an education support professional, all about the great work that she and other ESPs are doing around the state. Jim, what is an education support professional? Oh, hello, Jeff. I'm so thrilled we have our first education support professional ESP member on the show uh, in Heather and our ESP members. Uh, there's there's over 50,000 of them out there all across the state. They work behind the scenes as paraeducators, custodial and maintenance service employees, transportation, food services, um, secretaries, uh, security, technical services. The list just goes on and on all of them um, essential to the functioning of every school in the state, Jeff. Well, we certainly look forward to hearing that interview that we have with Heather. There's a lot of great events coming up here in the NJEA. Of course, every month we have a Twitter chat. When is our next Twitter chat, Jim? Jeff, our next Twitter chat is June 6th. Um, As always, um, members can find us on Twitter by searching for the hashtag NJEA chat. This chat in June is going to be titled Pre-Service to Practice, and it is designed around our our pre-service members in the New Jersey Student Education Association and supporting them as they transition into that first uh, teaching job, which is uh, right around the corner. And many people don't realize that during the normal day, that hashtag is still out there and still available. So if anybody wants to use that hashtag or check out that hashtag, they can, of course, see all the resources and the past conversations that you've had on hashtag NJEA chat. There's, of course, other great things happening in the NJEA. We've been talking about this for a while, and, and it's finally right in front of us here, May 21st. You guys are going into Labor Museum, is that right? Yes, Jeff. The American Labor Museum in Halden, uh, the only museum of its kind in the country that um, really is designed around the labor movement, not only in our state, but also uh, across the country. And May 21st, we are holding an event there, and it's it's all expenses paid. Um, you know, we'll, we're, we're going to do a tour of the museum and a little discussion afterwards for three professional development hours. And then we're going to take everyone out to lunch uh, afterwards at a great restaurant spot right around the corner. Uh, We are still accepting uh, registrations, and you can RSVP by emailing me at jboyce at njea.org. And I think it's interesting to know that these events that NJEA runs happen frequently. You guys had a bowling event. We're doing the American Labor Museum. Jim, is there anything on the horizon that we can be thinking about if we're not available on that May 21st date? Sure. We are putting together uh, an event in mid-June. I think it's uh, going to be June 16th um, for our early career members in the central part of the state. Uh, we'll be in Asbury Park on June 16th. And then looking ahead to the summer, uh, we're trying to do something in Point Pleasant. Uh, there at the um, the pier, all the way down the end there at Point Pleasant, we're putting something together for July that hopefully we'll be announcing very soon. Excellent. So mark your calendars for all of these dates. We'll, of course, be talking about it on our podcast here. Jim, 
the podcast is going really, really strong. This is, of course, episode nine. Many people out there in New Jersey are downloading us and subscribing to us in iTunes. It is an amazing thing. You can, of course, find all of this stuff out on the NJEA site. Jim, where can we find information on that NJEA site? Jeff, we're, we're, our home is uh, njea.org slash podcast. Excellent. And, and you know, again, I'm always thinking about the people that are checking out this show for the first time. And maybe they've been a member of the NJEA for a while, but they don't really know about the great things that the NJEA is doing on a daily basis. What is the early career um, part that, uh, that, you're, that, you're, that you're working with, Jim? Well, the, uh, it's um, a little bit of a challenge to explain. It's um, a network of early career members who approached us and said, we, we want to do something. We want to carve something out purposeful for us where we can network with our peers from across the state and share uh, the great things we have going on in our classrooms, share resources, share advice, just build our support network, um, and you can learn more about them and and about that that movement at njea.org/slash/early-career-members. And while there, you can uh, join the network and sign up for the email blast to get involved in all the great events that are happening. And it's important to know early career doesn't necessarily just mean college students. Correct. Um, yeah, early career, there's no real de- definition for it. Um, so if you feel, if a listener, a member feels that they are early in their career than they are, you know, I've met members um, who are seven years in, consider themselves early in their career. And I've met members who are 18 years in and uh, still feel like uh, they are early in their careers and have a lot to learn. So it, it's all up to the member and how they feel about themselves. You know, it just goes to show that you're never too old to stop learning. I think I said that the right way. And there's, of course, several great ways that you can continue your learning over the next few weeks here. On May 14th, we have Ed Camp Philly which is going to be coming up a great event. Ed Camp Philly, of course, is the first ever Ed Camp. And I believe, if I think I'm saying this right, it's their sixth event, their sixth annual event here. Um, Ed Camp Philly coming up on the 14th of May. On May 25th is the Garden State Google Summit uh, run by our friend Rich Kiker and Kiker Learning. I'll be there presenting, doing a really, really cool presentation on creative ways of presenting. We're, we're actually going to be titling it Learn how to present like a WWE superstar. And so we'll be teaching you guys how not to just get up there and give a a, a PowerPoint style thing. We really ramp things up and really try to teach you how to be unique, how to be dynamic, and how to be innovative. So check that out, 525. That's GardenStateSummit.com, I believe. But all the links are going to be over in our show notes. Um, on Looking way, way ahead, I just caught wind of this one here. August 2nd is the NJAET Summer Tech Splash, and that is an amazing conference that happens every year in Allentown, New Jersey. Fabulous presenters, fabulous speakers. I've had the privilege of doing that one before. Um, Probably will be there again this year. That is on August 2nd, um, the NJAET NJAET Summer Tech Splash in Allentown. And uh, where do we go to find out more information about Jim? There is, of course, a great website called the Education Calendar, the Education Calendar, that is actually a great um, repository for PD, not just in New Jersey. 
but really across the country, and I'm noticing even across the world. So check it out. All the links are there in our educational conferences. And speaking of things that happen around the world, we just put together over on the Tech Educator podcast on the TeacherCast Network a great show on GeoMaps. Do you know much about GeoMaps and, and, and geographical tools, Jim? I, Jeff, uh, I, I do not. Well, neither do I, but we had our co-host Josh come on, and he was showing us Google My Maps, which I'm amazed at. Think of it as a Google Doc where you create this um, unique thing, and you, you, know, you can share it, you can create it, but this is with maps. So let's say you take a map of New Jersey, and you want to have a, a project with your kids where you're putting you know, markers or pins at like the state capitol and the baseball fields. and Or maybe you make a map of your local community where the police and the fire and the schools and, and the donut shops, all those things are. You can do that using this tool called Google My Maps. And it's free. You know, it's a Google product. And it's really, really amazing. I'm going to put a link to our show here in our tech tip section. But um, we, we were just amazed. I mean, I always thought it was like Google Earth and Google Maps. But there's so many different things that are out there that students are doing using maps and mapping tools. Did you know that you can take a, a virtual tour of Middle Earth? I, I, I got to check that out, Jeff. Wow. There, there, you, can, you can go through the whole Hobbit Shire and Shiredom and Shire other – there's a lot of Shires that you can walk. walk. That's all I'm <laughs> going to tell you because that's all I can really say. But um, all, all, all the links are going to be over in our tech tip section. Um, what was that again? NJEA.org slash slash podcast slash podcast. So um, that is our tech tip for the week. If you have a tech tip, we'd love to hear from you. Please leave us a message. Um, Jim, where can people email to uh, to provide some feedback for us? Sure, Jeff. Our email is uh, podcast at NJEA.org. Podcast at NJEA.org. We would love to hear from you. We would certainly love to know that you're out there. And if you are a subscriber, let us know. You can check us out over on iTunes and leave us a nice rating and a five-star review. And you know, Jim, we're always looking for great guests to be on our show. Check us out, podcast at NJEA.org. So, Jim, on the program today, we have Heather Sorge from Holland Township School. Now, Heather is an education support professional. Jim, what is an education support professional? Well, thanks, Jeff. And uh, I am thrilled that we have our first ESP guest on the show, um, an education support professional. Um, she's one of, Heather is one of over 50,000 NJA members who are education support professionals working behind the scenes to ensure that our students have a well-rounded experience each and every day in our schools. And with that, let's bring on Heather. Heather, how are you today? Welcome to the Jersey Educator Podcast. Uh, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. And uh, you're from Holland Township School. Where is that in New Jersey? Uh, we are next to Milford. Uh, it's one of our sister towns. We're over here by the Delaware River. We share that with Frenchtown. Uh, we're over close to Clinton Township. And as an education support professional, many people don't really quite know what the definition of that is. What do you do every day? Um, as an ESP or education support professional, I actually am a power professional. Uh, there are several different genres or types of education support professionals. Um, we are your highly trained, uh, dedicated support staff. Uh, we work alongside teachers behind the scenes at your schools to make sure that your child has a safe, happy, successful day. Um, as NJEA ESPs, uh, we can represent your school's custodians, uh, secretaries, food service workers, bus drivers, 
power professionals, security officers, transportation aides, skilled trade professionals, nurses, mechanics, and there can even be others. Um, every school district's needs are different. Some schools uh, have many different types of ESPs, and unfortunately, some school districts have very few different genres left of ESPs due to privatization. Wow, Heather, that is uh, quite a lengthy list. And uh, Jeff, I, I looked this up before um, before our, our interview tonight. There are over 300, 300 uh, categories of preschool to higher education ESP positions. It's really amazing. And they're all committed and active in the school districts uh, where they work all across New Jersey. So, so Heather, thank, thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, why don't we dive into this a little bit? And you, 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 you gave us just such a nice um, definition of what an ESP is, describing all those positions that, that make our schools run. But your position specifically as a paraeducator, uh, what exactly is a paraeducator? Um, a paraeducator is someone that works with the students to assist the teacher in the learning of the student. Um, we can work, and I have worked as a one-to-one -one aide, where you're working with that student individually on a one-to-one -one basis. Uh, you could work as a uh, in-class support aide, where you're working in the classroom with possibly several different students, or you could work as a resource aide where you're working possibly in a reading type program or maybe in a math support program. Uh, as I said, I've worked as all three over the past eight years at Holland School. This year, I'm working with children teaching phonics in kindergarten and first grade, as well as with special education students in our Wilson reading program, uh, as well as in-class support students in third grade math and sixth grade science and students in our autistic classroom. So I kind of run the gamut a little bit all over the place in school this, this particular year. That, that sounds like quite a challenge, Heather. Um, what, what is a typical day like if there is such a thing as a typical day? Uh, a typical day uh, would be coming in. I actually am one of the few, we are one of the few, few districts left fortunate enough to have a prep period. Uh, we, uh, and that is very fortunate for us because we, we have that time to help the teachers get ready for the day, get all of the materials ready for what we need, um, you know, to get that, the supplies ready for the classroom. Uh, so that is usually where I start my morning. Then I go to the phonics. I have, uh, 37 different students I work with in phonics for kindergarten and first grade. And I see them for the first two periods of my day. Then I go and teach uh, Wilson reading with the uh, teacher that I work under for special services. Um, then I get a little break for lunch and then it's off to two classes of in-class support math for third grade. I get to go work in our autistic classroom for a period and then it's off to uh, sixth grade science for my afternoon. So it's a very quick day that runs by and uh, I love every minute of it because it's all about the kids and uh, helping them have a successful day. So I just, I just love it. I bet uh, just just uh, bouncing. I picture you bet just bouncing from from room to room, from class to class, from student to student. And uh, how how vital, Heather, is your position to the school to the students? I guess to ask that a different way is would would you be able to imagine a school or your your school without uh, para educators in it? I, I believe that the paraeducators play an essential role, as do all the ESPs in our building. Um, 
you know, and as do all the ESPs in our state. Uh, you know, and I, I shared the video with you that I sent you earlier in the week, and I think that sums it up. It actually shows what it would be like a day without an ESP. And, um, you know, we, we do often work behind the scenes and in the scenes, too. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's a real tribute to us because we are the first kids, the, ki the first people that these children see in the morning. And the, when they're having a bad day, we're the ones that are lifting up their spirits. And uh, the first ones that they run to um, when they need something and um, who they who they come to for support. Uh, the ones that sit down and explain things to them when they're having a challenging time and they don't understand how to do a problem. And uh, that's what we do and that's what we specialize in. And, uh, you know, their bus drivers are the ones that see them in the morning. And um, oftentimes, you know, we have a custodian at school, Al, who, uh, you know, the kids just gravitate towards you and Brad, who, you know, they look forward to seeing these people every day. And if those people suddenly were not there, uh, I don't know what their day would be like. You know, you can't just go in and replace people like that in your school district. They're, they're an extension of these children's family. And, um, you know, they make cards for them and they, there's stickers on the, you know, the garbage cans, of the custodians, and they give them things. And, um, you know, it's, it's great to see that connection between the students and the ESPs at our school. And that's why we don't mind having the programs and doing the things that we do for them because, you know, they, they are of value to us and we are of value to them. Wow. Uh, j just, just so much good stuff in there. And of course the video you mentioned, I believe is, a a video produced by the National Education Association, and we will certainly put that up in the show notes uh, so everybody can check that out too. So, so Heather, you work where you live and you live where you work. Uh, what is that like? It's great. It's been challenging at times. Uh, all three of my children, I have a 25-year-old, a 17-year-old, and I have a 13-year-old son who will be graduating from Holland Township School this year. Uh, it's challenging at times not to step on his toes and for him to not step on mine. Um, we do a pretty good job most of the time of having that not happen. It's usually him chasing me around for lunch money in the building, not the other way around because um, he's working, you know, he's where I work and it's mom, you know, can I have money for this? It's usually not me, me bothering him, but we make jokes about that. Um, but it's great working in, in the kids school and uh, I love working in the town where I am. Um, uh, it's great to see the parents and have that uh, strong community tie because uh, I get to see what's going on in the school and be involved at a completely different level uh, and really get a feel for that and uh, have that strong community connection because I absolutely love where I live and I love where I work. And uh, most of us do, uh, do live here in the town. Most of our ESPs do live in Holland Township or very close to it. And, and I would make the case that across the state, most of our ESP members do live where they work and, and uh, vice versa, certainly. And uh, Heather, I've, I've known about you uh, for a couple years now. I first met you because of your work with your school community. You, uh, you, know, you not only go into the school to work, but you also do some things to help make the school community aware of all the great things that happen each and every day. And uh, would, would you mind just sharing a little bit of that with us? Oh, not at all, not at all, Jim. Um, you know, it's interesting that how that came about, if you don't mind me sharing. Um, we, were, we were actually at the Hunterdon County HCEA dinner uh, for ESPs uh, last year. 
And that dinner was in honor of Jack Kimple, who I know, know you know pretty well. And Jack Kimple had won ESP of the year and had stood up at his reception speech and asked for one ESP, and I believe there were about 200 to 250 of us there, for one person to attend with him at the uh, NJEA ESP Action Conference. And it was around Christmas time. And uh, it was pretty, pretty late notice, but he needed someone to go and work on some action items to try and get uh, awareness raised to fight for ESP rights and to fight privatization. And I thought, wow, this is like a fantastic opportunity. And, uh, you know, I would love to do this. And I kind of waited to see how many people were going to jump up to do this. And nobody was really moving. And I thought, this is really tragic, you know, and, and, uh, and nobody was really, really jumping at the chance to do this. And it was, you know, of course, all expenses paid and, and uh, you know, it was a weekend. And, you know, I don't, my children are older, as I shared. And um, so at the end of this, you know, I, I sat there for a few minutes. I was talking to some of my friends who were there and they, they did have young children and weren't able to do it themselves. And I said, you know, I don't know if I should be the one to do this. Um, you know, am I really the right person to represent these people? You know, why me? And then they looked and they said, well, why not you? You know, and I thought, well, why not me? So I did go, I did offer to go and they did select me. There were a couple other people, they did select me to go. And it completely changed my perception of, um, not that I had a bad or negative reception or perception of NJA, but I became so involved and, and more involved after that conference. Um, I basically, I tell uh, Bob Antonelli, who's our uh, ESP field director, that I got sucked in completely and totally into what I uh, wanting to be involved and try to help fight for ESP rights in, in the state of New Jersey after that weekend. Um, so I came back completely energized, wanting to do everything in my power to get our ESPs proactive and involved. And... Um, that being said, what we had worked on that weekend was just getting ourselves to come back and try and get our ESPs from the ostrich position, which is like putting your head in the sand. Like if they don't see us and they can't see us, they won't be able to fire us. And that's what a lot of ESPs do, because if they can hide and no one can see us or no one remembers we're here, maybe they won't realize, you know, that, that we're, that we're around. And, um, I think it's the opposite. I think by being proactive and being positive in your community and by being involved and having your community realize what an essential and important part you are of your school is really the way that things need to go so that your community is aware of how important your ESPs are and what value they bring to your school district so that when the issues of privatization come about, everyone can see and know in advance, not at the 11th hour, um, who these people are and why that can never happen to your school district. So when we went back uh, from this, from this uh, conference, I immediately went to my president, um, Donna Whitmer, who's a wonderful, wonderful woman and just cannot say enough great things about her. And I said, you know, I really wanna know how you would feel about starting an ESP committee. And nothing like this had ever really been done at our school. And she thought it was, was wonderful because we really have had very low involvement with our ESPs. And, um, you know, I went to some people who I work, was close with and uh, we got, I probably got um, six or seven people initially involved. And 
Um, we've developed a logo. We were started working on our own brochure. We got that approved by our superintendent who was also very supportive. And we um, handed that brochure out at parent night, uh, back to school night, community day, just started doing little things in our community to just let people know who we were and uh, that we were here. And you know, this is your secretary and these are your ESP, um, these are your uh, paraprofessionals, these are your custodians, and this is your library clerk. And um, just to identify ourselves and, and the work that we did. And then we did bookmarks and we handed those out to every student pre-K through fifth grade. And uh, we did something that was for Read Across America. We did water bottles at a concert um, with wrappers for um, ESP with our logo on them. And just, you know, hi, you know, welcome to the concert. We know it gets hot in here. You know, welcome to the concert, have a great evening. Just very positive things to bring positive connotations um, to have that associated with us and who we were. And uh, I think it's been, I think it's been great. This year and last year we did the Bubbles for Autism, uh, which has been a huge success. And you're aware because you're, you know, you do everything with pride. And so we've done a lot of pride projects. Um, we've also came, we came back and along with Debbie Crosdale, who's the pride chair, as you know, for Holland Township, I co-chair pride with her. We did a community outreach program. And uh, that's where we go into our community and we have our ESPs work alongside our teachers because I believe that balance is so important and uh, develop programs within our community with our PTO and our teachers and our, our parents and students and, and uh, just get great, great interaction there and um, you know, get these bigger projects going like to just showcase who we are as Holland Township. And, uh, you know, everything's been great. We did a great welcome basket program, which I know you were really excited about. Um, you know, that was kind of our, that was our big one. Bob Antonelli is like thrilled with this. I think he's, <laughs> he's been talking to everybody about, about this because what, what was great about this project. And I think this is one I, you know, I really want to try and share today because I think every local should, should really think about doing this. We, uh, we put all of our local information, we put our PTO information, our school information, we went to all of our uh, pizza place. We went to our, our local gym. We went to all of the little mom and pop stores in our, our tiny Holland Township area here and said, you know, what do you want to say about Holland Township? Like, what, what would you like to put into this basket to a new family moving in? And everyone put in whatever they had. If they had a coupon, they put that in. And we took those materials, we put it into this beautiful basket, and we put a nice little card from Holland Township Education Association and a plant, a beautiful plant, and we had one of our teachers or ESPs hand deliver that basket to that new family and say, welcome to Holland Township. And that was, that was a great, that was one of our great things we did this year. One, one, of, one of many, and uh, wow, just so many, so many gems in that little um, discussion there you just gave us, uh, starting off with the, the NJA ESP Action Conference. And NJA does make uh, quite a bit of space uh, for our ESP members to step up, get involved like you have. Um, and you mentioned my colleague, uh, my colleague's name, Bob Antoinelli, who is, um, who is the field representative assigned to, to support our ESP members. And uh, I, I just love that story, how you stepped up uh, from behind the scenes to make more of an impact. And, and you used the term, Heather, I had never heard, uh, the ostrich uh, <laughs> position, uh, where, where, you know, it's, it's, 
it's, it's scary. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, you, you stepped up and you're really putting yourself and your, your fellow members out there to show the community how vital you are. And in so doing, you mentioned a word that, that hasn't come up yet, uh, privatization, which is um, certainly something that we're all concerned about. And uh, just trying to educate the public that it's not the be all and end all. It's not the, this great thing. It, it affects our students. It affects our schools in negative ways that often aren't apparent right away. Right. Yeah. We have that actually happening right now to uh, one of our sister schools, right? I, I, not even 10 minutes from us at Alexandria Township. And it's happening with uh, their local custodians. Uh, on the night shift, and uh, it's tragic. You know, they have a meeting come up coming up uh, May. I think it's May May fifth. Uh, it's this next week, and uh, you know, it, it's horrible. And uh, you know, we're trying to get people out to support their meeting. Um, you know, these people, these wonderful wonderful people that are, are doing these jobs, they're not replaceable. And we, you know, we don't want to see strangers in their schools. Um, you know, it's it's not. Um, that's not who we are, you know, that's not, um, not the way that we work. And, um, you know, here are people that have, that live in the community and, uh, you know, I, I was unable to speak at their board meeting, but I attended the last one and I had a, a letter prepared, which was actually read by their, their board president. And, um, you know, I, I had stayed in there. My question to the board really was one of, you know, this, these gentlemen, majority of them, I think all of them live in the community. Are, are you really prepared to put your own citizens and taxpayers, um, you know, on unemployment? And, and that makes very little sense to me. And I, I really, that is something I really cannot understand. Um, it, it, it's a, uh, it's a multifaceted problem um, that, that extends far, far beyond uh, the classroom or, or the education system itself. And, uh, you know, they really, they really need to start looking at where else they can make cuts. I understand budgets. Uh, I have an accounting background myself. Um, so I, I think there's other things that can be done uh, besides besides looking at these people's people's jobs. So, um, you know, if there's anyone available to come out and, and support these people, let me just double check. I actually looking at a uh, email from these wonderful people right now. Uh, they're meeting at the Alexandria Township Middle School in the teacher's room at 630. And this is on uh, Thursday, May 5th at Alexandria Township Middle School. So this is right in our, I'm gonna give a little shout out to them because um, that is literally right in my own my own backyard. And I know this is happening all over the state, but that's, you know, that's right here next to, uh, to Holland Township where we are right now. So, um, you know, we're feeling it over here too. Absolutely, and, uh, and my hat is off to you for, for, for taking that approach to, to supporting them uh, directly like you are at their board meetings. And, and going out there. And and Heather, we, we will put your contact information in our show Absolutely. notes. Absolutely. So if, if, if any of our listeners uh, want to get more involved, want to help, want to hear about uh, what's happening around the state, there's certainly no shortage of places to go to support our ESP members. And uh, Heather, we're, we're just about out of time. And I really enjoyed j just hearing from you and, and all, all the great, great things you have going on um, professionally. Um, could you maybe leave us with a final thought, um, maybe an answer to this question? Why is the work of our ESP members so important? Um, I think that the work of the ESPs is so important because I think it's important for the ESPs to go out and showcase what they do, uh, really 
put themselves out there in advance, uh, you know, ahead of any foreseeable problems. You know, show up at your board of education meetings, get out to your PTO meetings, become involved in your community. Uh, I myself, I'm involved with my uh, CERT, my community emergency response team. I'm the secretary for my agricultural committee here in Holland Township. Um, get to know the people in your community on different levels. Uh, if you're involved and you have other ESPs that, you know, can attend these, these places and can, you know, show up so you're not going to every meeting, that's great. If you have eyes and ears so that you're aware of these things, that's the best way to be. Um, being proactive is much better than being reactive. Um, and, and if, you know, if that, if that's possible, um, you know, that, that is far better than trying to develop something in the 11th hour, because we, we know, we know that doesn't work. Um, you know, and then this, uh, coming together with these small, um, projects, you know, even like with the pins and the bookmarks and those types of projects, uh, you know, that, that hopefully is, is getting that message out so that we can avoid these, these problems. And I, I think that that might be, might not, it might not be the solution. Um, we might not be able to, you know, solve the biggest problems with that, but it might at least give us a little bit of an edge. Sounds good. So I think uh, don't be the ostrich. Um, no, <laughs> don't, don't take the ostrich position because uh, <laughs> I think being being proactive, being positive, being involved is is the best way to go. And that would be my advice. Be, be my advice for everybody. And as you know, I've uh, been going around with Bob as as he's been asked. Um, there have been locals that have asked for for me to come. There's a the, uh, there's a presentation that I do with Bob um, on how to get develop their local. Um, and get their local involved with some of these projects for, for locals that do want to become more involved um, through Bob Antonelli at NJEA. And, um, you know, that, that uh, to just help them. And if they have any questions, you know, like you said, they can reach out to me and I'd be more than glad to help them. But I think that we all just need to, to try to do what we can to help each other through this. Thank you so much, Heather, for, for coming on the, the program uh, tonight. And uh, it's, it's just great to hear from you. Your stories and, and your advocacy um, is really inspiring. So thank you so much. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for having me. Jim, you know, Heather is one of those educational support professionals that is just going above and beyond. And it's really, really nice to, to hear from her. Um, one more time, thank you so much to Heather Sorge for coming on the show today and sharing with us um, all the great stuff that she's doing, not only for her school district, but across the state of New Jersey. Um, Jim, what did you learn in that interview? Jeff, I just learned um, so much about Heather how she uh, she used the term uh, ostrich don't 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 be the ostrich with with your head in the sand um, don't be afraid to share with your community all the great things going on in your schools and how you as an education support professional are an integral and vital part of that i couldn't agree more if you're out there listening don't be an ostrich jim next week we have a great show coming up episode 10 who's going to be on our next episode Jeff, episode 10 is going to feature an early career member who's an economics teacher from Bergen County. He's going to be sharing with us um, some advice, some tips for um, saving money, getting out of student loan debt, um, 403B plans. Um, he, he's really taken it upon himself to, to work those sort of things into his curriculum for his students and his classes, and he's going to 
bring that to us um, so our members can benefit from all that stuff too. And I got to tell you, I have a lot of questions about that stuff. If you have questions out there about your retirement, your 403Bs, anything like that, we would love to hear from it. Podcast at NJEA.org, again, is our email address. You can check us out. We would love to hear from you, and perhaps your questions will be featured on our show. Jim, nine episodes in. One more to go makes ten. Thank you so much. This is a great show. I hope everybody out there is enjoying listening. Uh, On behalf of everybody here at the NJEA and the Jersey Educator Podcast staff, my name is Jeff Bradbury. And my name is Jim Boyce. Until next time, keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions across the Garden State.